You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Welcome to SCGA Off the Hosel. I am Alan Knight, located near the SCGA office in sunny Columbia, South Carolina. He's Biff Lathrop. Biff, where are you? Man, I am in one of the prettiest places in South Carolina. I'm down here at Harbortown for the RBC Heritage, uh, presented by Boeing. And uh, we're on day two today, and we got a tent down here that we're hosting throughout the week. So, what a what a what a great place to be! I can't think of anywhere better to be. No, it's a beautiful spot, and I was lucky to be down there with Chuck Conley from the Carolinas GCSA yesterday. You you let us enjoy your view and some of your give offerings. So. Thank it you. was nice to have the president president there with us and you and yourself. So it was, uh, it was a good day. A little weather yesterday, but today looks like a better day. So we ought to be in good shape. It is. And looks like you, I know Chuck has a high honor, but you also had the governor stop by, didn't you? Yeah. Governor McMaster stopped by our tent and sat there for about 15 minutes or so. He's just, they've done so much for golf in South Carolina. We're very fortunate to have him on our side and Dwayne Parrish with, with him as well. So it's, uh, it's a good, it's a good combination. And, and as I'm standing here, Alan, we just had our last guest on the podcast, Mr. Steve Wilmot's walking up to me this morning. He's got a lot of things going on. How about that? Well, I know a lot of people enjoyed that episode. I've had many comments on that, so good it, deal. He's yep. a great dude. He's a great dude. Well, we're excited about this next opportunity, too. But before we get to that, uh, some of the things we've done the last couple of weeks was we started with our golf ball on April the 6th. We had uh, about 400 people show up there at the Pastides Alumni Center there in Columbia and had a big celebration of golf a big golf party we had so we uh we were able to raise some money for the junior golf foundation and we thank everybody that was involved with that and helped us raise those monies that night we're still tallying figures but it was a good night for the foundation so we're we're excited about that yep. Um, awesome yep and then we 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 left right from there alan you've been part of this trip before we left right from there and went went straight down to north myrtle beach to help out and do our part with the hootie and the blowfish monday after the masters which is a big big part of our foundation as well so we had a two-day event there with all the celebrities and pros and uh had had a good couple days there so it was they do such a good job paul graham uh is director of that tournament he and his team do a fantastic job getting all those pros and celebrities around in a timely fashion yep that's a great show i enjoyed obviously living out through your social media and through the ma'am social media miss being there but yep it was good and then as you know man we 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 rolled straight from there and went down i-95 all the way down here to hilton head for uh harbor town we do a uh, uh, putting on the green with the juniors on Tuesdays. So we have some of the pros get up there on that practice putting green right behind that beautiful clubhouse, and some had about 150 juniors come through the gates and let them putt a couple times on that practice putting green with those pros. So it was a really neat day for them. And then uh, we rolled right over here to our tent, and we've been here since Thursday, and we'll be here through the conclusion of the event on Sunday. So uh, yeah. just a good opportunity for us to thank our our sponsors and supporters and. And those that mean so much to us and our mission to, to grow this game in the state. And it's a good chance to come up here on 18th tee and sit back and watch all the action, man. It's a, it's a pretty spot. It is. Watch them all roll by. So what, what you right. got coming up? So and then we get back into tur- tournament gear here coming up. So we, we've got our 40-plus uh, event at Orangeburg Country Club. That when this comes out, actually, on, on April the 17th, i uh, got a full field, over 100 players playing at that for – uh, for the 40-plus event, so we're excited about getting over there to do that. And then that nice. weekend, our Junior Golf Association goes to Cherokee National, and we've got 84 players in the Player Series 
there at Cherokee National with Alan. Get this, with like thirty kids on the waiting list. It's just a wow. This series just continues to grow, and it's such a popular event. And we're just so excited for for the kids to have that opportunity. Yep, that's awesome, man. Good deal. Yep, and then the the SCGA rolls from there up to the the twenty fourth, April the twenty fourth. We'll be in Rock Hill for our Trescott event, our club championship, which is our each club brings in their three amateurs, top three amateurs from their club, and and they play with the pro and. Uh, just have a good day, and it's that's our team championship that we do there. So it's the aggregate of all three players, which yeah can get a little, get I love a little it. dicey sometimes. It's, but it's, it was uh, one of my favorite events. I'm not gonna lie, you got to grind. Everybody's got to grind it out. Everybody's got to grind. One person has a bad day, the whole team kind of goes down. But exactly. it's, a, it's a fun event. They have a good time with it. So yeah, that's um, cool. We're excited about getting that done, and and again, talk about excitement. I'm so excited about our next guest. We're gonna have on this episode. It's gonna be. Mr. John Farrell, who's the director of sports operations here at Sea Pines. Yeah. And um, John obviously is not involved directly with the RBC Heritage, but he and Steve Wilmot, who is with RBC Heritage, work hand in hand to uh, their teams together to make this event so successful and, and, and make it make it is what it has become over the years, which is, a, as you know, a designated event now. So uh, yeah. this will be a good opportunity to hear some of the insights from Mr. Farrell, and uh, we're excited to have him on there. Hope everybody enjoys the listen. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. We are lucky to be joined now by Mr. John Farrell here at Harbortown Seapine Resort. What is your official title here now, Mr. Farrell? I guess it depends on who you ask, uh, but officially my business card says uh, Director of Sports Operations. Okay, and when did you come to Harbortown? So I came to Sea Pines in, in December of 1988. Okay. And then I moved, I, was, I began at the Plantation Golf Club, which was then um, the artist formerly known as Sea Marsh and Ocean Courses. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Which and now they are the Atlantic Dunes. Atlantic Dunes by Davis Love and the Heron Point by Pete Dye Golf Courses. Okay. The transformation. He's seen it all. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, he's a, been it's, here. It's been a cool. Where'd ride. you start? Where were you born? Um, Western Massachusetts, the mountains of Massachusetts. Um, seventh of nine kids out in the in the Berkshires. Nine kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, nine so wow. far. My father used to say. <laughs> <laughs> he said that till he was 93. Oh, wow. <laughs> Seven and nine. Well, how'd, yeah. you, how'd you get here from Massachusetts? So um, at that time in 1988, um, Hilton Head Island um, hosted all the major tours. It had the what was then called the Senior Tour, now called Champions Tour, or PGA Tour Champions. It was called the Senior Tour at Shipyard. Um, the LPGA was at Moss Creek. The regular tour was here at Harbortown. And then the AJGA was in Hilton Head Plantation, and then the um, NCAA was at the Jones Course in at the Golf Week um, wow. tournament in Palmetto Dunes. So it was a, and it was 
not far enough south where there was no seasonality and it wasn't far enough north where there was winter and um, I just thought it was a pretty good place to start and there was a, a young man here by the name of William Deck who's a Carolina's PGA member and a dear friend and he had a reputation of uh, training and hiring um, really good good people and um, I wanted to hook my horse onto his wagon and um so that's what i did in 88 where was that ba- and that was based out of, in seapon no that was at shipyard golf club okay. which which then um was owned by marathon oil and u.s steel out of finley ohio and um it was very well funded and it was a wonderful place it had the reputation of being the best condition facility at the time they were developing wexford and port royal um they're adding courses to port royal and they own port royal but um, it was a great place to work. My my friends from that time, you know, it's kind of fraternal when you go to work with a group like that. Um, you bond and you become friends for life. And, and uh, you know, there was a great number of us that stay in touch that began in that team under William's tutelage. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit more. College golf, high school golf, you know, obviously golf was yeah. part of your life. Yeah, I knew I, I tease people and my, when my kids and my family asked me about it, I say it was from birth. I knew that I, I just had to be around it. So we grew up across the street from a turn-of-the-century Donald Ross golf course. Wow. Really? Yeah, in uh, Western Mass. And it was a wonderful, it still is, it's one of my favorite places to play in the world. And um, What's the name of it? The Country Club of Pittsfield. Okay. And um, I started working, I mean, I started as a member. I was a, the member's kid there for the longest time. And then... The golf professionals there treated me like gold. They knew I had an interest, and they, they saw me kind of starry-eyed when I would would be there. And then as I became age-eligible, I played in all the junior club championships and played in everything I was eligible to play in, in the, in the town and in the county. And then um, anytime I had an opportunity to help them with anything they were doing, a junior clinic or an event or anything, I would be a volunteer guy there. And then I began to caddy, and um, I was smitten from from uh, I've had first glance I just knew that the smells and the sounds and the people and the the game itself I just I just love it I, and I'm still uh, honestly I still feel that actually the exact same way today hmm. that's amazing I, I like that I appreciate that yeah so college golf I did I played division three college golf at Springfield College in Massachusetts nice. and, uh, we were a real powerhouse. If you had a uh, full set of clubs, you were uh, lettered. <laughs> lettered. Yeah. If you had a car, you were captain. And if you had head covers, you know, you. <laughs> now, you're not playing golf year round there when you're a child, are you? No. Yeah. No. It was a very short season, but um, it wasn't unusual for us to play in tournaments where you had to use a colored ball because you could lose the ball in the snow. So. Wow. Really? Yeah. That would definitely break my, my, my temperature variable for playing golf, which is about 70 and below I don't play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that'd be a real short season. That's a matter of days, not weeks. So how did you get – tell me, pick it up from Shipyard. What did we do there? So when I got here, um, one of the things that we all kind of uh, knew was near and dear to our heart is there was um, – you know, it was pretty easy to separate yourself from the pack. And, and my children get tired of hearing me saying this, but – there's not a lot of traffic in the extra mile. So what I tried to do is do more than what was expected of me. Um, and um, it was easy to do. I, was, I volunteered for Hilton Head Junior Golf Association and then quickly became, when you volunteer for something like that, 
the next thing you turn around and you're the chairman, right? Because <laughs> you don't have a lot of competition for if that. If you volunteered for it, you're going to go ahead and bump <laughs> yeah. you on up, right? Yeah. But I didn't like that. I loved it. So I became involved with, and it's one of the single best things. Hilt, uh, junior golf, I, I credit for a lot of the, the good fortune that I've had because as chairman of the Hilton Head Island Junior Golf Association, you had a seat at the executive committee on the Hilton Head chapter of the Carolinas PGA. So you would be invited to the meetings. And at that time, it was with Tim Moss and Kerry Corbett and Skip Malik, the founders of, and Mike Harmon, all the founders of the Hilton Head Golf Association. So I was a young kid, but I was invited to those meetings, and I would have to give reports on participation and on who was, how many kids we had and what kind of programs we were doing for junior golf. And that's how I developed a relationship with Kerry. And when a position became available and Kerry was running the show here, as he did so well for so long, um, I was a candidate for a head professional's position at 26 years old. Oh, wow. So when I started as the head golf professional at the Plantation Club, I was 26, and I was the youngest guy on the staff. What was Kerry doing back then? He Was he director of sports already? He was. He was kind of head golf professional and director of, 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 of sports. And, yeah. uh, you know, he was... He's tremendous at what he did. So speak speak on Kerry for a minute. Let people describe Kerry if you don't mind. Uh, it's a little known fact that he was um, he was six two when he started here. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. sorry. On a more serious note, I don't know that I could ever um, express my gratitude to that man for his example to me and for um, he showed he he had he brought such a passion. Um, to the workplace every single day. He had dry powder every darn day. He got here and was ready to just go and he talked about what was right and what was fair and what was honest and what was decent and he was wonderful and I learned an awful lot from him. There was things that we would, would disagree upon but we were allowed to debate the virtues of both sides and come out with locked arms and with a united front. So. Um, We'd, we'd laugh about it to, to this day that we, we think we did some cool things together. And uh, he's a, just a wonderful golf professional. He loves the game, respects the game. We had that in common. Um, he likes to play it, and he likes to read about it, and he likes to study it. And he likes for other people to enjoy it the same way he does. Yeah. And so um, he gave, he, we used to tease him and say, you, you have one regret in your life that you have but one life to give to sea pines because he really gave his wow. all around here i mean and he still loves it to this day i know oh, yeah. he, he just yeah it's always part of it. it's going to be part of him forever that's, yeah. that's great what got you what is, is that do you go straight from there over to here at that point in time at harbortown so in um um may of of 1991 um i came over to harbortown as the head golf professional and um i've been here since wow. and then and then a couple of years ago uh carrie retired and um it was right, he retired right as the pandemic and, and all that began. And I tease him to this day and I say, hey, as soon as you left, you know, revenues went through the roof. <laughs> Expenses went down and morale is soaring. And, and he gets, he says something vulgar to me. But I great. tell him it's not coincidence. It's leadership change. It's all we need. <laughs> but you know, Man. It, that being said, having followed a, a legend myself, yeah, uh, and and in your boat, I mean, you you, you kind of come in. It's, it's always always said that the, the ship wasn't isn't broken. I'm just no. trying to keep it going and, yeah. and make it. You know what we can do better. I guess that's the same thing. Trying to yeah. put you on touch on some things and do some some of your ideas and yeah. There was things that I wanted to do a little bit differently, but 
To tell you the truth, I still consult with him. Right. I mean, um, um, I haven't talked to him in probably a couple hours. <laughs> but we speak frequently, and there's times we'll all call him and say, hey, we, let's take a spin, and we'll get and go look at our agronomics, or we'll go look and we'll talk about things that are on the horizon. And we, um, we've stayed close, and, and I see no reason why that would be any other way. Real it. J- and, but your position doesn't involve just the golf, right? Is it? Is it, it's all the sports? The tennis yeah. is that part of what you're? Yeah, I've got tennis, um, on course food and beverage, and then we have an executive committee um, led by our president Steve Birdwell, who's we're, it's a very cohesive bunch. We um, we're able to get into a room and and mix it up pretty good. We get that Steve's insistence. Really, we we get in there and we talk turkey. We we talk about how we can all the different touching points throughout the resort that we have a common theme to where people walk away saying, man, are they, are they not as he or she, but are they glad we're here kind of thing? Right. That's what our charge is. Because we, we charge a you know premium rate. We want people to walk out of here saying, I'd pay that again. It was worth it. Sure. So it's a you get you get to dip your toe into just about all aspects of the resort experience. Well, you've certainly seen the resort grow in your time here. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, yeah. I, just in my times, I've been coming here. Alan and I were talking driving in today, just all the differences and the things that have grown and, yeah. and, and bigger and better. And it's just, it's you've seen a lot in your time since yeah. you've been here through the resort aspect of it. It's changed a lot. Um, and we don't focus just on bigger. We focus on better. Mm-hmm. And um, as, as is the case with all organizations and yours, there's no exception. Um, things take on the personality of their leaders and our ownership. It's like lightning struck twice in the same place. We had Charles Frazier, who had a high sensitivity to the environment. He was the visionary that put this whole place on the map. And then we took um, the, our owners, the, the Goodwin family and the Riverstone group, who our, our ownership is, and they are just the most decent, um, honest. They're just a, such a joy and a pleasure to work for them because they, too, um, talk about what's right and what's fair. and. Yep. Don't grab every nickel. We'll focus on experiential things, and the, and the revenues will take care of themselves. So um, I work for a wonderful family and a wonderful organization. That's awesome. What, what was it like when you were at, as y'all call it here on property, the plant club? Yeah. Right? That's short for plantation club. Mm-hmm. What was it like when you were a young man and the tournament was going on here? I mean, I'm sure there was – Yeah. not when you were the head pro here at Harbortown, but you just being on property, was it, it was different? Was it – I mean, um, over the year, when it, I mean, it's grown so much now. Yeah. But uh, so back then, um, there was a little bit of a difference between the the quality and the of the venues, and and uh, our ownership has made sure that that no longer exists. Right. So the clubhouse over there and the golf courses have um, the, the golf courses have the same maintenance budget that Harbortown has, and just I guess what's metaphoric is. When the tour players come last year, for example, um, Jordan Spieth, Jim Furyk, Ernie Els, um, a great number of players, Patrick Cantley, they used to come to me and say, hey, on Tuesday or Wednesday after Pro-Am or if I go early on Thursday, I need a place to play in the afternoon. Can you get me on one of the gated communities in, in Bluffton or Long Cove or whatever it was? Now they're saying, hey, can you get me on Atlantic Dunes? Nice. Point. <laughs> nice. They don't need to leave. That's right. great. They need to leave because our, our green speeds are almost identical. Our programs are all similar, and, and uh, they've got a, an opportunity to, to prepare right here inside the gate. So, hmm. And the quality of that business over there, and it's got a great leader in Bobby Downs, it's, um, it's just a, the gap has been narrowed. 
Yeah, Bobby is great. We had the pleasure of working with him in the Junior Heritage. Yeah, uh, from Chicago, I believe. He's from Detroit. Detroit, okay. Yeah, he, yeah. I always like to say Flint, but he said he corrects me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bobby and our our staffs got got to, so close together because we've been our Junior Golf Association's been doing the Junior yeah. uh, Heritage Classic here for for many years now. Yeah. Um, and always enjoyed our time. Now the Atlantic Dunes, we play Atlantic Dunes on one day and usually come over to Harbor Town on the yeah. on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, finally had a good weather time weather day this we past did. year, I believe. So. It's been chilly and some rain here and yeah. there, but. Uh, were you here when the Junior Heritage got started? Yeah, I, I was here when it started, and, and um, you know, it, like Biff says, it's it was day ones on Atlantic Dunes, and day two we finish over here at Harbor Town. It's it's boys, boys and girls, men's men and women's, yeah. and um, it's really got momentum. And I think you guys have a lot to do with that. We've we always had a really great event. We had a good field, and we had great national notoriety, et cetera. But when we partnered with the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, it took it to another level. You guys are you guys run events um, not too dissimilarly than the PGA Tour does. So just yeah. a different generation of players, and um, we're very proud of the brand and how we do it. And um, we feel like we couldn't have better partners than we have, and and all of you at the Open from Columbia. I used to before the South Carolina Junior Golf. Association became officially involved. I would come down with Paul Ruyard and learn, yeah. try and learn social media or just media side of it yeah. on a bigger scale. And uh, it's always quite the event. So yeah. kudos to the event y'all put on down here. Yeah, and it's it's our events, not well. And that's the thing; it's a partnership. Yeah, we, we we couldn't do it by ourselves. Right. Y- y'all, we hopefully we help help elevate the event yeah. a little bit with our experience. But um, it and it's great. I mean, it's one of those events. You know, we've got a couple events each year that we really look forward to, and our group yeah. always looks forward to coming yeah. down here and being a part of it. And yeah. it's working with your team too, because your yeah. team is so great to work with. Again, yeah. like you said, from your ownership down, it, it, it kind of everybody's got the same attitude and mentality. That's it. That's it. And it's not. Uh, we think fun is underrated. Yeah. So, and and I think you have that as one of your we, mottos. We've always said it. We 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 run a championship golf tournament, and yeah. we have fun doing it. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing about part of what we do. Yeah. So John, John, uh, Mr. Farrell, used to get used by CBS for some television shots, didn't you? Absolutely not. <laughs> tell don't no. tell me. You must have. You're lying now. Or you were lying the first time we talked. I'm not sure. No, honestly, I don't. I don't. I've got that radio face. Um, <laughs> but it was like close-up shots, wasn't it, of the club head hitting the grass or something? They would take you CBS. Oh, yeah, we would do some, but that was more local affiliates. Okay, uh, where we'd go out and uh, we'd play uh, fourteen, or we'd play a hole they were featuring, and they would video me. Uh, they'd film it while I played it, and I'd talk about the shot values and what the what the hole demanded and that kind of thing. Yeah, I did a number right. of those. Okay, through the I, years, I thought you were the. The guy for CBS Sports. <laughs> no. The face, the face. I did for – it was CBS, I think, but it was a local affiliate. It was more of a Savannah or Charleston-based outfit. Well, you've been around, so you've seen a lot of this. And, and the changes with the tournament, the, the, the big tournament, the RBC Heritage yeah. presented by Boeing. Um, it's, it's, and and we, we have to clarify because the tournament is separate from your actual – from Sea Pines, per se – Partners, yeah, but but not the same. I mean, it, yeah. So so you know, it, it, the changes you've seen throughout the years. I mean, it's it's grown bigger. We went through COVID. That was a whole yeah. mess for two years there. And um, excited about this new designated event. I'm sure. Oh, we're th- we're we're so flattered. We're especially flattered with kind of how it happened. Um, but to to back to your point about being separate, kind of separate entities. 
We've had a very specific goal in mind, and it was it was um, um, agreed upon by all the power the people who could influence it, um, Simon Fraser, Steve Wilmot, and Steve Birdwell. We wanted to blur those lines so that it was indetectable, because really the, the public doesn't know that there's a difference between the Heritage Classic Foundation and the Sea Pines Resort, and really nor should they. Right. Um, so we all, if we all have a common goal in mind and we have, uh, we're locked arms, it would be indetectable. So, and those, those, that only gets better yeah. um, because we've got such a commitment collectively as a group, uh, this, even though they're separate groups, we, we all have um, one idea of what it's supposed to be like and that's what we're after. Well, and I think, I guess that was to my point, is that it, y'all have done such a great job of that and it is, you wouldn't know any different unless somebody told you the yeah. difference, right? Yeah, you'd have to be told. It is, and, and, but, but your team works with their team and as, 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 as a one team and, and, and that's how y'all been so successful for all these years. Yeah, what a, what a treat that is to be on it's those. not very fun working with Wilmot, is it? And you know him? <laughs> Met him once or twice. I'd tease him say he'd be fun to go to a rock fight with, right? <laughs> uh, he's, he's in it for the right reasons, I feel like. Oh, my goodness. There might not be a better guy yeah. to, to just do about anything with. And it, and it doesn't mean it's just fun. I mean, he's, there's a business side too, right? But he, he's just a good person. He's very thoughtful and kind and as is always the case, my favorite players during the, ter- the, year, the week that we hosted are the players that treat the locker room guy and the, and the guard at a, at a security gate in a parking lot or the kid on the range sorting balls the same way you do the chairman of RBC. Well, that's Steve Wilmot in a nutshell, yeah, right? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, speaking of the golf course, how many, can I ask how many rounds we played last year? Do yeah, you? yeah, we, we played um, – we're – um, intentionally reducing the total number of rounds during the pandemic because basically the whole world was told you can't go on a cruise, you can't go overseas, you can't go to any professional sporting events, you can go play golf in sea pines. Mm-hmm. Right? So, <laughs> our, and thanks to Dwayne Parrish and the SRPRT, we, the state really had a, as you well, well know, probably better than anyone, we had a big uh, influx in rounds. But we don't want to play so many that it, it impacts the quality of the experience. Right. So our magic numbers between 28 and 32, you know, there, there's a lot of 18-hole equivalents that'll play 50,000, and, and we don't want to do that. No. So we're physically blocking. You know, the, when it starts to impact divots, ball marks, pace of play, you know, we want it to be um, still have it feel like it's a private club golf experience at a resort golf club. I've always wondered how the superintendent particularly was able to keep up with the maintenance normal maintenance much less a, another project yeah. when, when there's just people just dun, 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 yeah. dun, coming down the fairway i mean it, it, and so y'all y'all were able to alleviate some of that for him that's great yeah we don't we don't want to run it into the ground right no that would be irresponsible and, and our ownership again a lot of places are saying get every nickel you can get he's saying focus on experiential stuff so when we meet with our ownership we we hear about experience 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 NOI and all those fancy words will take care of themselves mm-hmm. if you just take care of that guy that's in front of you today. So that's what we're trying to do. I remember not a couple of years ago, you and I had a conversation where you guys went down to uh, Kiowa just to see how they do things and, yeah. and see what you can learn, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, y'all are always looking to yeah. be better. Yeah, we're not resting on our laurels. Well, that's our sister club, you know. But years ago, um, when we were developing a caddy program, uh, Carrie and I went to probably seven or eight places that have caddy programs, and we 
we kind of saw what they did and what, what we liked that they did and maybe some things we thought could be improved upon and then we built our own program. And our caddy program, you know, if you think about a caddy, they should probably spend more time one-on-one -on -one with a guest than any other single person in the resort. So it's a critical position. And um, we learned that from, from traveling around and playing all these different places and, yeah. and we built our own. What is the base of your program? Do you have like a four caddy or a caddy that goes out with each group? Yeah, every non-member or non-property owner group is accompanied by at least a four caddy. And if they have an interest in walking, they can have walking caddies. And they just make the reservation in advance. And it's a, that's a blast. Right. If you've never played with a caddy before, it's a different experience. It sure really is. is at any level. Uh, be it, be it your best friend, your sister, or whatever. Right. I mean, it's just a different uh, to be able to. Not that I needed to concentrate on golf necessarily, but to have somebody on your bag that you could actually talk to going that's down awesome. the fairway or something. Yeah. Um, that's the way you feel, right? But right. Uh, what Carrie and I learned in that t in thing that Alan referred to, we found out that um, everybody's different. In the foursome, you might have one person that wants to talk to find out about what your hometown is and your interests are and somebody else just wants you to get yardages and keep your clubs clean right yep. so right. the caddy has to make that read yep and because the caddy's job is such a good job um we're afforded the luxury of selectivity so we can afford to um we hire people who uh, have share that same passion for the game that we have and then the guests can feel that so they know they've got somebody that knows what they're doing out there i've got i've had the fortune for the last six years or so to, to be a, a an official at the sec championship and they have walking officials with each group and that's what i have to do when i get with my group of you know three guys from different schools you kind of feel them out on who some of them like to talk to you some of them don't want to hear from you right. and then you got to figure that out real quick mm -hmm. <laughs> while you're walking down that fairway i would think you would have a good caddy who's a people person gets along with it but can't read a green worth a lick has that ever happened <laughs> oh absolutely it depends on their stroke too so yeah. you can give them a great read but if they're pushing and yanking and whatever else I'm done you know, right. yeah. <laughs> did your kids caddy here ever yeah my my two boys both did and uh one of them is in graduate school now and he's up in greenville and he's still caddies up at uh just on weekends when he's not he's getting his mba but charlie yeah it's charlie he's nice. up at caddying at the uh, cliffs Nice. Nice. Yeah. Boy, that's an up and down place. That's a yeah, rather hilly. hilly. Yeah. Hope caddy. he takes a cart to caddy there. Because <laughs> you're pretty flat here. You can get around yeah, here okay. We're, we're, we're sea level. <laughs> what? Uh, tell me about this new clubhouse. What was that like? So the we thought the tour players, we kept thinking the tour players are going to go from which, what, what was one of the worst lockers on tour, to locker rooms, to one of the best locker rooms on tour. And we really missed the mark on that. We went, we now have a 4,000 square foot locker room that's got a steam room and it's got, you know, Restaurant. snacks and yeah. yeah, it's everything, full food service. And the tour players, really the locker room is a place to pick up the sleeve of balls they need, the hat, the other things, and, and a place to go to the bathroom and then they leave. So that one week, it's great. They like it. They're comfortable, but they don't hang out a lot there because they've got their lodging close by. One of the best things about this event is that their accommodations are so close to the golf course. Yeah. But the person who really loves the locker room, because we leave the players' names on the lockers throughout the year. So this year's field, will, all those great names that we have coming, well, those names will stay on the lockers. So it's the 51 other weeks of the year that mm -hmm. joe q public comes up yes. and they get to use our locker room at no they're the ones that are like wow Look this, is, this exactly. is sweet yeah, yeah. It, it might not be the best thing for space is kind of what you're saying but it is impressive for somebody who's oh, come yeah. here and I, they come are they we, our food up there is awesome and they, i did find the snacks yeah too. you found <laughs> the jelly beans and the peanuts <laughs> i hope you did <laughs> It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful yeah. locker room for sure. So when SCGA is a 
tournament sponsor. I don't know if that's the private. Fa- our foundation and the SCGA combined to, 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 to host, to sponsor one of the yeah. tents out there on 18 yeah. during the week. Yeah. One year, I was on the Sunday shift after the event was over. Yeah. And Joe Quick and I ended up in the locker room. And you were there. Your, all your people were in there. And yeah. it was kind of like you were giving your end of the tournament speech. Oh, yeah. And it was so cool to be yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, looking back, I probably shouldn't have been there. We shouldn't have been a part of it. But it was really cool to witness and hear the the genuineness come out of everybody involved. Yeah. that's um, We do that every year. We've done it for 33 consecutive years where the Sunday night after the tournament, all our tents are broken down. There's a playoff that's been concluded. And everything's we're kind of buttoning it up. And we have pizza and beer and stuff up in the locker room, yeah. and then we all kind of check in and we talk about the accolades and we do a uh, kind of a review and it's it's emotional. It was emotional. Yeah, it's a celebration, is what I like to call it. It's it's just wonderful. I look forward to it like like no other a couple hours of the of the year. It's such a great time to get up there and express our thanks to these people. Yeah, it was so cool. And Joe and I walked out, and we were, and it was wait, nine ten o'clock at night. We yeah. walked across Putt and Green. Just walk across, not doing anything silly, and all of a sudden the flashlight comes on from upstairs. Security guard, get off the green. Like, <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry about that. I'm gone. <laughs> but I mean, that's got to be for your staff, particularly. I know we, we've heard about some of the other things with the tournament ops and, and, and the and the RBC Heritage crowd, but for your staff, particularly, I mean, you're amping up to this as, as the oh, yeah. year, you know, turn of the year is probably. I'm, y'all been thinking about long before, obviously, but start amping up, amping up, and all of a sudden that week hits and it is yeah. like full go, right? It is. We we start planning, you know, the week after the, the this year's last year we started the week after with a kind of a post tournament analysis of glad we did, wish we had kind of a yep. review, which I'm sure you do with all your events. Yep. And then as we ramp up, what what I'm guarding against um, pretty aggressively, I guess is the best way to put it is that we're not focusing on tomorrow's customer. I, albeit you know important. We don't want to focus on tomorrow's customer at the expense of today's. So the, the legwork that goes into preparing for the heritage needs to be done off at the off times. It can't be done at the expense of the guy that's in front of you right now who's got on a fresh outfit with a, with a fresh battery in his camera and, and he has told everybody back at his office that he's coming to play here. we got to make sure we deliver. Yep. Yeah. So that's critical. We can't be looking down the road too much. And then once the event gets here, Everybody's got to be organized to the extent that their their tires are rotated, their oils changed, their taxes are paid, their <laughs> haircuts are done. And, you know, they got to be ready so we right. can focus on who's in front of us. And when people ask you how you're doing, you have time to speak to them because you're not you're not rushing off. So we're um, and then at the end of the week, you know, you're physically, emotionally drained, but in a very positive way. That it, it's not something that we we. Uh, we regret or we, we we i'd do it twice or more a year if we could right. it's, it's, what's your schedule you can't get much sleep that week no not much we get here at five ish and uh, we go home you know depending on the day you know eight or nine and okay about five minutes after i walk in i'm down for the night and <laughs> you gotta you gotta sleep quick yeah <laughs> Yeah, and the, the pillow hasn't even completely right. depressed, and I'm gone. <laughs> gone. <Ow. laughs> so we are in the Nicholas room. Yeah. A lot of pictures of Jack Nicholas hanging in this room. Yeah. Have you had the opportunity to meet Mr. Nicholas? I have. And, um, you know, people don't realize how much he had to do with this golf course mm-hmm. because Charles Frazier, the visionary who came up with the whole concept of this gated community with a high uh, sensitivity to the environment, 
he he was con- Charles Fraser contacted Jack Nicklaus, who was the number one player in the world, and said, "Hey, would you build a golf course for me?" And Jack said, "I've never designed a golf course before, but if it was up to me." And he said, "Would you help me with it?" And he goes, "Yeah, but if it was up to me, I'd hire this guy named Pete Dye from Indianapolis." Well, Charles yeah. Fraser said, and this is pretty pretty accurate. It's been confirmed by both parties. Um, I've never heard of Pete Dye. He is what, Jack, what Charles Fraser said to Jack, and Jack said, "Well, you will very soon." So wow. And Jack said, I will look over his shoulder. So really, it's it's the first golf course that Jack participated in. Well, it's funny you say that because we have beautiful pictures in here in the Nicholas room. And one of them in particular out there with the oh, yeah. on the dirt, you can tell oh, yeah. us there's no grass. And, yeah. and even Alan looked at me and he said, did, did he design this? I said, no, it's a definitely a die, but obviously Nicholas had some say-so. He was, he was called forever the design consultant. But if you go, like, for example, I get invited to play in the Nicholas Cup every year that's a um, – um, the golf professionals, the management teams from Jack Nicholas Design Golf Courses get to go to. So this is considered, okay. yeah. Huh. He was, and they were very dear friends. As a matter of fact, when Alice died, Carrie and I went down to Gulfstream to the funeral, and um, Jack, of course, was sitting with Pete and and Herb Kohler at the head table with the with the two boys with uh, PB and uh, um, so you know Jack had a lot to do with the design of this golf course. And uh, I think he's pretty proud of it, too. Yeah, should be. Yeah, and I want to give not necessarily you kudos, but C-Pines for the dive room down there, the dive yeah. interactive experience. That's incredible. That Nickel. was amazing. Yeah. Well, he had a – Mr. Goodwin, our owner, has a great relationship. He was very close with Pete. And, uh, you know, he owns the, the Ocean Course at Kiowa also, Pete okay. died. He's got a couple properties in the state of Virginia that are also, um, and he did, did. He had a lot to do with the die course at Colleton River, so they had a great relationship. And um, Pete wanted if there if this was going to happen, like it does happen for a lot of uh, big name architects, he wanted to be with Mr. Goodwin's involvement. So when we were asked to do this, honestly, we had just finished this clubhouse, and then we had to come back in when yeah. it was, the paint was still wet and, oh, and wow. knock some walls down and and. and Redesign that section of the clubhouse to accommodate the Pete Dye room. I'll be darned. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it wasn't always there. No. Uh, but where did you get those artifacts? The, the Pete helped us. His family helped okay. us with that. And he had a, uh, some family connections, some people that had helped him with that. Carrie had an awful lot to do with that. The, the three-wheel machine where you core out the greens. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, so Pete is um, fancying himself a golf course builder as much as an architect because he was down in the dirt and I had the absolute honor of, of being a fly on the wall for a lot of our meetings with him and he when we'd go out on the golf course he would be down in the dirt he was not a paper and pencil guy or he was more of a napkin and a crayon <laughs> <laughs> but it was remarkable his his uh, brain went to work out in the field more so than in a, in a room he could get out and he'd start seeing things a certain mm-hmm. way and it was neat to see that yesterday, even watching the, um, the tournament in Austin, yeah. the World Golf Championships at Country Club of Austin, which was a Pete Dye design. There's a lot of Pete Dye signature looks out there, and it's yeah. like, yeah, that looks so Pete. <laughs> well, I, to your point, because Alan and I were talking about this earlier, number 17 at Sawgrass, kind yeah. of how it evolved into what it is. It, it, didn't, it wasn't drawn out like that. It just it, it happened. No, Alice did that. Right. Yeah, just yeah. like she did the 13th hole here, which is very unique. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did she really? I yeah. didn't realize that. They were a joy. That was one of my great joys in, as a golf professional is to be in the same room with both. It was neat to be with Pete, of course, but when Pete and Alice were in the same room, it was even more remarkable because the reverence they had for one another. 
they adored one another. I think it was a love story. It was just so cool to wow. watch them. Yeah, he had so much respect for her opinions. She was a very accomplished player. A number. She won a great number of, um, I think, multi, uh, a double-digit number of state amateur championships in Indiana. And hmm. he was a great player. But the way they liked each other, I just thought that was pretty yeah. mean. Yeah, it was cool. How about some some funny stories from over the years? <laughs> I know you got some experiences. Yes, G rated. Yeah, G PG. We can go. We can even get close to. We R. can put a disclaimer on the front of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, um, the when people say what's your favorite part, you know, what's what's the best part about hosting an event like this, and it's absolutely the relationships. It's the the, the friendships that you forge including you guys you know that we've become friends through hosting a junior event right. so um you know there's some of the guys that you become close with that you can you stay in touch with and you keep up with and then then they become somebody that you speak to more than just this one week a year there is always funny little things about the players in the locker rooms they kind of let their guard down i guess my one of my favorites was when mci was a sponsor they put in phones in the locker room so the players could call anywhere in the world um, on those phones for their use. It was before everybody had a cell phone in their pocket. And um, Craig Stadler was making use of those phones that were to his disposal, and he said, Honey, uh, tell Kevin to get back upstairs and study on a Thursday night in ninth grade. He ought to be studying for more than 15 minutes. And, <laughs> and uh, clearly his wife said, No. And, and he said, and he said, Hang on. And he, we turn a golf professional into a shoeshine guy for the week because they're not teaching or anything. Sure, so, right. He said to the the golf professional in the shop, "Hey, how long did you study on a Thursday night in ninth grade?" Aaron Williams was his name. He was a wonderful friend from California. He said, "Very little, Mr. Stadler." And he goes, "That's why you're a damn shoe shine boy." <laughs> wow. He said, wow. He said, "Honey, tell him to get back upstairs and do his homework. That's so he doesn't shine shoes for a living." And, and uh, you know, Craig would never went and got a sandwich or a soda or anything for himself without asking if the guy in the locker room wanted anything too oh That's really nice. oh yeah yeah yeah. Nice. very generous with gratuity you know he was just a you know his persona on tv was maybe a little bit different but yeah he was just fun and funny and i like that kind of stuff so he was a blast you got some new names coming in there this next couple of weeks yeah. that we haven't had in a while i mean some serious serious yeah. players contenders yeah. You kind of excited about a new feel maybe a little bit? Yeah, it's going to kind of feel like a, a major championship. Um, you know, a lot of the players, we, we found out that some of, the, some of the younger guys did go to Jay Monahan and to the, the brass in Ponte Vedra to say, you know, we hope this is one of the most designated events because we're different than a lot of other events. We're 7,100 yards with 3,800 square foot greens. Um, we're not 7,900 yards and with... 10,000 square foot greens. The intimacy of the venue, I think a lot of their players come at their wives' insistence because they like the family style sure. um, atmosphere that's created here. So, but this year, because it's being one of those designated events, and we were prepared for both outcomes, to tell you the truth. We thought, you know, we're going to be okay either way. Yeah. But we're flattered um, that the, the tour felt that we should be this, and we have a great partnership with our sponsors. The state is a wonderful um, participant in that role. And um, it's just awesome. We got we've got it looks like nine of the top ten players in the world. The only one that's is not coming is ineligible as a result of his um, uh, he plays in the exhibitions. So, um, so you know it's it's pretty cool that um, 
we're going to have a field like we've never had. We've had good fields. Sure, yeah. We've been very fortunate through the years. We've had great field strength because the players do like the venue. Oh, yeah. But this year is going to be like off the charts. We got everybody. Oh, you do. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's everybody that's out there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I know I, tickets are sold out. Yeah. Um, I know we've gotten more interest. We've mentioned our tent. You know, we've we've gotten more interest for our four days yeah. Of, yeah. of being there. That people want to come see what it's all about. And yeah. and the we talked talk about this earlier, but the. The, the environment's so much different than the week prior, yeah. as we all know down in Augusta, and yeah. they come here, and it, it's kind of a cocktail party with yeah. a golf tournament going yeah. on, you know? It, it's kind of the best way to say it. Yeah. I don't know what percentage of the people know that there's a golf tournament going on. The people there, it's like going to the horse race and never seeing the horse. Yeah, never <laughs> seen the horse. I didn't want to say it in front of Wilmot earlier when we did the interview, but I said, you, you know, the joke, you went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Right. Well, it's like you went to a party and a golf tournament <laughs> broke out. But that's it's, – it's got its own feel down here, man. It's, yeah on island you know once you get on the island it's a cool deal so we've all been to a lot of events right um i've been to all you know major championships rider cups been all you know on both sides of the pond been to events all over the place and i've yet to find one i'm, I'm absolutely biased let's yeah. make that clear right you know but i it's hard to find a place that, that feels like this right. and and it doesn't just end the community embraces it so well that it's not just Sea Pines. It's the the town. It's Bluffton. It's it's Hilton Head. There's a feel when it's Heritage Week. The the it's a celebration of life. You see these families and classmates from grade school that are reunions and there's there's not a lot of handshake and there's a lot of hugging going on out there and it's yeah. just a beautiful thing to to behold. We were noticing as we drove in today that a lot of the projects being done not not just in Sea Pines. You know, yeah. all throughout the yeah. whole area come and 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 you know. It just goes to show where everybody takes us in and yeah. they know what it's all about and yeah. all the eyes are going to be on, on Harbortown for yeah. the next you know, four days for yeah. particular. A lot of pl- fresh plantings, a lot of Sherwin-Williams, a lot of painting going on out there. A lot of BMWs yeah. up front. Those are for the players, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh, Steve Wilmot did say the Sherwin-Williams paint went th- through the roof yeah, this time of year. Because everybody's freshening up. Everybody yeah. wants to put their best foot forward. I'm, I'm no exception to that. I want to, I'm, I want to be ready. I hear you. So I, I know some guys who just got back some insurance, a group of insurance salesmen who yeah. just had a Ryder Cup style match down here a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. So it's still available to get out here, and you yeah. you do outings. We do. We have, um, um, you know, we're open until this this coming the sixth. So we stay open. We only close for one week. We're closed prior for, to the term. Yeah, Masters Week every year we're closed, and that's when we give our. So we turn everything over to our superintendent and, and his team and uh, Jonathan Wright, who is yep. as good as it gets, and and he works hand in hand with Bland Cooper with the PJ Tour, the Tour Agronomist, yeah. who's also a South Carolina boy. Yeah, and um, they get after it and they start fine tuning it. And but we're really, it's not going to be much of a transition from from today to to tournament week because we try and give tournament type conditions on a year round basis. Right. So, Right, yeah. which is a, a not a bad thing. That's a great thing, but it's a little bit of a change because it used to not quite be be exactly that, right? I mean, didn't we? Didn't yeah, but it used to be is now twenty over. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A long time ago. Yeah, but and that was our that was the rap the rap for a long time. But that's 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 old. That's really old yeah. news now. Thankfully, we're old enough to remember that. But right. a lot of people aren't because they've been here and they know that we do, we deliver on our conditioning. How does it feel to be compared to people like you know Pebble Beaches and I mean, these are these are destination golf courses. People yeah. are coming across the world to come play Harbortown. Yeah, well we know that yeah. right. So we got to prepare for the guy who's here today just as enthusiastically as we do for the for you know Justin and Jordan and Rory and all the boys right. Yeah. 
the, that guy who's here today needs to be really focused on. And, uh, and again, it starts at the head of the fish. Our ownership is, is supportive of that, and, and we, do, we do that. And I'd like to think that we deliver on that. So the, the group balance speaks to about the, the group that came down. Um, we get comment cards electronically and some, uh, some solicited, some unsolicited, and, and we, we, we study that data. And we look at what people are saying and, and how they're feeling when they depart. And the caddies help us a lot because yeah. they're, they're, um, they're, they're really a four-hour concierge. They, know, they, they can speak to the group and help them with their planning. Do you have – I know a couple guys that just went to Pebble Beach and they played a six-hole stretch of golf that they said they'd never want to do again because they don't close Pebble Beach for weather. It was 40-mile yeah. you know, gust and rain and whatever. Do you all have some of that? I mean, do you, do you all close it down if it gets too bad? I yeah. mean, I, yeah, if there's standing water, we're not going to ask you to play. Gotcha. Yeah. And as, as long as when you leave, you say, I'd do that again, yep. then we succeed. Gotcha. Right? Yep. And if that means some kindness and some courtesies extended, so be it. Because we're not looking at your, at your spend as a one-time thing. If we are empathetic and, and, and uh, we understand that things didn't, maybe didn't weather-related go the way that they should have, then we're going to get you back out here and we're going to kind of galvanize that relationship to where you become blindly loyal to us because we looked after you. And Does that's that, why y'all are the best of the best. I mean, that's, that's why it. I love it. That's I what it's all it. about. I want to ask you, do you have volume going through those veins, man? You're just always so cool and laid back. No, I just, I'm, I, I honestly feel like I'm the luckiest guy that I know. I, it's a, it's a, such a joy to come do what I do. It is. Yeah. And, uh, and the people you get to work with. Yeah, and I hope it's, you know, I've been doing it 30 here for 32 or 3. I'd like it to be another 32 or 33. I, I hear you, baby. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> why not? Just keep going. When you got a team like you've got, it makes it a little bit easier, doesn't yeah. it? How about selling merchandise? You've got an iconic logo with that. Yeah. Uh, the lighthouse. Lighthouse, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be fun. It is. And we have a buyer, Benji Boyder, called Class A PGA member and a great guy, a Clemson grad. Um, he's, he's great at what he does, um, but he, he counts on all of us to have some input on our buying plan. And, um, you know, we're, we've got a 5,200-square-foot retail pavilion between holes 1 and 9. We've got a couple thousand square feet at 17. We've got a satellite retail shop over at the Liberty Oak and the Yacht Basin. And we've got big plans. And, yeah. Uh, We've got them staffed, and we've got them ready to roll. Well, even your shops here right now, not during the tournaments, has got some great-looking merchandise yeah. in there. We do. We and it's not just golf, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. It's it's a life. There's lifestyle products in yes. there, and there's stuff that you can wear on and off the golf course. You so. get you a Harbor Town Golf Links big old cooler down there. I saw. Yeah. I figured you'd have seen that. <laughs> I, went, I, I didn't know if it was display or for sale, but it looked cool either way. Yeah, we put a lighthouse on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. And people want to go home with it. Sure. And oh, yeah. Look where I've been. So. I mean, it's it's a record again. It's a recognizable yeah. logo. It's a recognizable place. I mean, everybody. If you have any interest in golf, you, you know something about Harbor Town. Yeah, it's an iconic look. And yeah. and, and uh, we 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 manipulate it. We move it around a little bit, and we we do it with the words and without, and we do. We put it in left sleeve instead of left chest sometimes, and we yeah. do different things to give people different looks because you don't want to be too golfy all the time, right? Right. So we move things around, but we never rest on our laurels. We're always looking for ways to get better at what we do. So there's definitely two things I want to get, ask you about before we get out of here. Yeah. One, I think you got to give a shout-out to your children and your wife. Yeah. You know, uh, tell me about your family a little bit. 
Well, I, the single best thing that's ever happened to me in my life, my life is I met my wife down here. Um, she had just recently graduated from Lehigh University in Pennsylvania, and she was a college tennis player. And she came down here to, and before she was thinking about graduate school, and her father said, "Don't you dare get down there and get mixed up with a tennis pro." <laughs> so, being the dutiful, um, she paid attention to her daddy, and she found her a nice, pasty Irish uh, car, car, car boy. Right? Car boy. <laughs> so. But we married in 89, and, and then since then, we've got our daughter, Megan, um, who was a Clemson grad, and then she went to MUSC to graduate school, and oh, she's, cool. she's uh, living in Mount Pleasant, doing great things, and she's really happy. She's wonderful. Yeah. And then I've got a son, Thomas, who played college lacrosse up at Belmont Abbey in, in Charlotte, and he's out in Colorado. He's still figuring out what he wants to do okay. and who he wants to be, and he's having a little bit of fun while he does that. Oh, good for him. And then I've got our youngest, uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie, who you know, because yeah. he played in the South Carolina Golf One of my favorites. Yep. He's, he's a great kid. He played college golf at uh, Lander University, and now he's getting his MBA. And he just took a job with Octagon Sports. Um, he's got a, like a um, six-month, I think, gig um, for that he'll do now between now and when he graduates with his MBA in December. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, that's he's, great. He's doing fine. Congratulations yeah. to you too. That's that's yeah. uh, that's. You know, I know you're proud of everything around here, but your family is. Yeah. I know that's top of your. Well, I have a great wife. Yeah, that's the that's the, for good, sure. the best part. Well, let's don't leave out your non-official son, Kyle Maloney, who we stole from you. Yeah, you did. Not a moment too soon. <laughs> no, actually, I think it was at your suggestion that he wanted to get into golf administration. And yeah, a big part of what we do, uh, and 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 I say we as a PGA golf professional is we. We look for, uh, through expanded career paths, we look to find people's niche where they're going to be most effective and happiest. And Kyle loves tournament operations, as you know well. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. like them. He, he loves what, right. he, what he does. And he's did a wonderful job for us here. And, and we, we're friends for life. He's, we're yeah. family. Actually, my daughter was in his wedding party. I mean, there, there's, yeah. a, for, there's this, this connection. When, we, when you come and you serve time with somebody in the trenches here for a while, you, you forge these relationships that I think will last forever. And that's, that's what made, for me, the junior heritage so easy, was having him come back down with us. And oh, yeah. He knew everything we didn't sure. know. Kyle, Kyle knows his way around out there, and he, he does it very gracefully. He just loves – and he loves working for you guys, as you know. We love having him. It's, un, it's hard for me to believe. It's I think eight years now he's yeah. been with us. So wow. it's uh, – you know, he and I were on the road together for a while to our little transition, my change, change and, and – and uh, he's done a great job, and now he's stepped up now, and he's our, he's our senior rules yeah. and competitions director. Yeah. And uh, So thank you for training him so well. You did a great job. Oh, my, and he knows where to find a good hot, a good hot sub sandwich. Yes, he does. There's no doubt about that. Stews. It might be in the room already. <laughs> might be smelling it right now. What's, is that a good place? You, you enjoy stews? Yeah, it's wonderful. Who doesn't like stews? I know. I know. Yeah, you, got, you have to. You got any good uh, – I'll, I'll share with Biff. I would say this was probably 1996, 97. You asked Steve Bear to come down and teach your yeah. assistant some calligraphy. Yeah. And you put me up in that hotel or whatever right across the street, and right. we got to play 36 holes the next day. And I yeah. didn't meet you then. Yeah. I've gotten no sense. But uh, that, I thought that was kind of cool. How Because you know, Steve is great at calligraphy. Yeah. One of the best. But that was just kind of cool. On a Sunday night, you, got, you trained your guys how to. Yeah, because that's, you know, the more we invest in them, Right, the, the 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 
they can feel it. They know we care about it. I take very personally how our the, the careers go for our assistant golf professionals here. I take yeah. it very seriously. And I want, I'd love to see all of them realize their dreams, right? And one of those things is the more skills you develop, the more marketable you are, the more valuable you become to, to an organization. So if you're, if you're a guy that can play, the guy that, that can teach, the guy that can do calligraphy, the guy that knows the rules, the guy that, you know, can, if you can do all that, you know, you're, you've got a pretty good gig. you got a pretty yeah. good opportunity to get someplace neat. So that was one of them. And Steve is one of the best golf professionals in the, in the, in the section. Yeah. It was just a cool approach, I thought. A very a different approach that not everybody does. So, yeah. yeah, more. I think more and more do I think at that time, more and more did. It might be, a, it might, I think it's still going on to the extent that it was. But, um, you know, you remember a lot of the pros from the section that took they took uh, very seriously how their pros turn out. Oh, yeah. How your legacy is. Where do these guys go and how do they end up doing? We, we, we take that personally. You ever got a bad legacy come out of here? You're like, I didn't know. He did not work no, here. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we deny we, we ever met any certain people and never heard of the guy. Exactly. Then it's done. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, what's a, just for somebody who comes here, maybe never been to Sea Pines, yeah. what's a can't miss something you got to do here? I'd have lunch in the locker room. Okay. I'd play and I'd go to a sunset at the quarter day. There you go. It's like, don't go to Paris and not see the Eiffel Tower. Right. right. You got to come. That should be your day. You go here, lunch, locker room. Well, it, it's it's a oh, it's a beautiful place. You can't go wrong, regardless, right? right? I mean, once you get to the gates and the sea pines, yeah. it's just what it is. You, people biking, walking, jogging. Yeah. You come by the big stables of all the horses out there. I mean, you just, it's just, just everything about it's been great. It feels right, doesn't it? It does feel right. It always has. Mr. Farrell, thank you so much. Thank you, guys, for, for taking the time. Appreciate everything you've meant to golf in South Carolina, to, to our team, to, to what we do. We love working with y'all. Uh, love calling you a friend and, and, and glad to be in, in this industry with you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you, sir.